The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. We cover the stories behind what's moving money in markets and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters every afternoon. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleya Mosin. And I'm David Gura. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. This is the VEASAN Daily Baseball Bets. Here is Adam Burke. Hello once again, everybody. Thank you for joining me here on this Wednesday, April 19th edition of VEASAN Daily Baseball Bets. I'm your host, Adam Burke. Happy to be with you, though we've got a lot of day games here on this Wednesday card. So lead time going to be a bit of an issue with today's podcast. I do apologize for that, but I believe we've got 12 day games, 11 or 12 day games out of the 15 games on the slate here for today. So sometimes Wednesdays are just going to be like that. Try to do the best we can to get the article and the podcast out to you in short order. But our podcast producer, Stephen Jung, who's been doing a hell of a job with an increased rate of podcasts here for us five days a week right now with Hardwood Handicappers, our NBA podcast and our NHL betting podcast because the playoffs are going on. So Stephen doing everything in his power to quick turn everything. Greatly appreciate his efforts, along with those of our VEASAN social team, to get this podcast out very, very quickly for you. Uh, but you know, it's just a busy time of year, to say the least. We're what, eight days away from the first round of the NFL draft. We got some draft coverage for you over at VEASAN.com to check out. Uh, but look, you know what? Just a lot of good things going on over there at the website introductory offer, vcin.com slash subscribe, so you can check out everything that we have, including some of our betting tools that are behind the paywall. I know a lot of people love the betting splits. A lot of stuff going on over at vcin.com, where a subscription, definitely worth it, but also you get 10 free page views off you just head over there and uh, check out what we've got. You know, Monday through Saturday, my daily articles, Zach Cohen doing stuff across NBA and MLB player props, also covers for me on Sundays with uh, his spin on some MLB best bets and also a look at Sunday night baseball. So tons of stuff over at the website for you to check out. And if you get a chance, throw us a five-star review here on VEASAN daily baseball bets. We certainly would appreciate that. All right. So I'm going to try to keep this short and sweet here with some overall talking points, then get into the Wednesday card. Uh, My first play is in the game between the Rangers and Royals. This podcast may be out slightly before that. Uh, but you know that's why you check out the article over at vcin.com. And I do tweet that article at Skating Tripods pretty much seconds after I post it. 
So that's going to be the quickest way for you to get it is if you follow me on Twitter. If you don't have a Twitter account, congratulations. It might be the smartest thing you've ever done. But uh, if you do have a Twitter account, follow me over there at Skating Tripods, and I will post that article uh, pretty much right as it goes live on the website. But something I wanted to talk about here, you know, I talk a lot about hard hit percentage in my handicapping. I'm sure that's a stat that you've seen me write about, a stat that maybe you've done some of your own deep dive into. And rather than wait until Monday to talk about it, I wanted to discuss it a little bit today because we're getting a decent amount of data now, a decent sample size across Major League Baseball. And exit velocity is something that does tend to stabilize pretty quickly, actually for both pitchers and hitters. Interestingly enough, the more sample size you get with exit velocity with pitchers, the more fluctuations there are going to be. That's probably just a byproduct of them making adjustments throughout the course of the season. You know, it's definitely easier as a pitcher to make adjustments because you can change when you throw pitches. You can change the shape of your pitches by moving the grip a little bit. You know, you can move on the rubber from one side to the other, first base, third base, stuff like that. Just a little bit easier as a pitcher to make adjustments. So some people much smarter than me have found that as you get an increased sample size of exit velocity for pitchers, there are some more fluctuations in those numbers. I think it's just a byproduct of being able to adjust. But for hitters, it does stabilize pretty quickly and tends to be something that you know remains very stable uh, throughout the increased sample size of batted balls. But one thing I want to talk about here today is that, you know, look, there's been a lot of talk about increased offense, right? And as I've said on this show, a lot of it has to do with an increase in hits, an increase in walks, and an increase in stolen bases. Well, when we look at high-velocity contact, this season, the 2023 season, the batting average on batted balls of at least 95 miles per hour is 496, right? So any batted ball hit at least 95 miles per hour effectively has a 50-50 chance of being a hit. Well, that's the second lowest in the nine years of publicly available StatCast data, which goes back to 2015. So that's a pretty interesting development to me because we don't have the shift this year. So you would think that much more hard hit ground balls would be getting through much more, a lot more hard hit ground balls would be getting through the infield. But so far, we haven't exactly seen a big uptick in batting average on high velocity contact. Now, it is up from 488 last year, but 496, as I mentioned, still the second lowest. So, you know, we were also seeing the second lowest slugging percentage in the StatCast era on batted balls of 95 plus miles per hour. So while it's still very important, and I think it's still an important handicapping tool, you know, high velocity contact over the last three seasons really hasn't been as productive as it was prior to that. Now, the shift ban should, as we go throughout the season, kind of elevate these numbers a little bit, but teams have just gotten a lot smarter in terms of defensive positioning in general, especially with outfield shifting, which has not been banned uh, you know, by the rule changes from the commissioner's office. So I think that's part of it, but also something that's pretty interesting here is that over the last two seasons, we're seeing a higher rate of high-velocity contact overall, so maybe it could just be something of a sample size thing. But again, hard hit percentage means a batted ball hit at least 95 miles per hour and a batted ball hit at least 95 miles per hour is going to be a hit roughly 50% of the time. Batting average, as I mentioned, 496. But what I wanted to do here today on the show at the beginning 
is look at some teams that are kind of lagging behind in terms of batting average on balls in play, despite having a high hard hit percentage. And then also the flip side of that, teams that aren't really hitting the ball hard, but still have a high batting average on balls in play. So let's take a look here at the Los Angeles Dodgers. So the Dodgers are second in baseball in batting average on, or excuse me, second in baseball in hard hit percentage at 45.6%. However, they are 26th in batting average on balls in play at 272. So a lot of people are kind of saying, Adam, what's wrong with the Dodgers? And I got posed this question on Sharp Money with Patrick Maher and Amal Shaw yesterday during my regular Tuesday appearance, which you can check out uh, 2 o'clock Pacific time every week on Tuesdays. But the Dodgers, it's been a lot of bad luck, to be honest with you. You know, they have the second highest hard hit percentage, and they're 26th in batting average and balls in play. So a lot of bad luck for the Dodgers offensively here so far this season. They're only batting 235 as a team. I would fully expect that to be a number on the rise here just because of simple positive regression. So it may be a buy sign for the Dodgers here as we go forward. And of course, despite some of their offensive struggles, they're still priced towards the top of the market. So I don't know how many opportunities we will have to bet on them. But offensively, they should get better here uh, in the short term, for sure, with such a low batting average on balls in play and a high hard hit rate. A team I did go against today, the Kansas City Royals. I did take the Texas Rangers uh, minus 105 with Martin Perez on the mound. Go ahead and mention that now because that game will will you know already be in action probably by the time the podcast gets out. But the Royals, how about this? The Kansas City Royals are third in Major League Baseball in hard hit percentage at 45.2%. So they're making a lot of high-velocity contact, but they are 29th in batting average on balls in play, and they're 30th in batting average overall at 204. So this is a team that is third in hard hit percentage and 30th in batting average. That is a major positive regression candidate there, the Kansas City Royals. And also, if you look at their numbers with runners in scoring position, they're quite bad in that department as well. So there's going to come a time here, and maybe the schedule will soften up or something like that, but there will be a time here where we need to be betting on the Royals. Their offense will pick things up. They are batting 172 with men in scoring position. That is 20 points lower than any other team in Major League Baseball. The Padres are 29th at 192. So the Royals, despite me being against them here today, and maybe I would have rethought that if I had looked at some more of these stats prior to doing the show, uh, but the Royals are a team that offensively has gotten extremely unlucky early on in the season here. Another team that's gotten a bit unlucky in terms of offensive production, uh, the New York Yankees. They're ninth in hard hit percentage at 42.6%, but they're only batting 232 as a team. Now, part of the problem with this one is that Giancarlo Stanton is out now, and Giancarlo Stanton has a 61% hard hit rate this season. 25 batted balls of at least 95 miles per hour on 41 batted ball events. So that's one where they just lost a guy who makes a lot of violent contact for them. That one may not change as quickly. So you don't want to just blindly expect positive or negative regression out of these teams. Uh, before the Yankees, they're missing a guy who makes a lot of violent contact. But I think the big takeaway here, two offenses that should be on the rise soon are the Dodgers 
and the Royals and two very, very different ball clubs to say the least, but the Royals definitely a team that should see some improvements here in the short term. Let's look at the flip side of the coin. Then let's look at teams that are doing really well from a batting average on balls in play standpoint, but aren't really making a lot of quality contact. And the number one team here is the Colorado Rockies. They have a 320 batting average on balls in play, and their hard hit rate is the second lowest in the league at 32.2%. Their average exit velocity is the lowest in the league at 86.4 miles per hour. Now, because of Coors Field, because of the spacious outfield, they almost always have a really high batting average on balls in play. It just is what it is. You know, you make better contact at Coors Field. I've talked about the Coors Field effect before. Pitches just don't kind of move as much, stuff like that. But they're getting very fortunate on their balls in play here so far to have a 320 BABIP, which is one of the tops in the league, with a 32.2% hard hit percentage. So I think what that kind of illustrates is, as usual, we look to fade the Rockies on the road. But today, you know, a big dog in their game at home against Johan Oviedo and the Pirates. Another team here having some success on on low-velocity contact, the Cincinnati Reds. So a 309 batting average on balls in play for them, but they have the fifth lowest hard hit percentage at 33.7%. So I would not expect that to continue. Uh, the Chicago White Sox hard hit percentage of 35.7% with a BABIP of 306. They're getting fortunate on their balls in play. And the biggest one here is the Philadelphia Phillies. So the Phillies have the 10th lowest hard hit percentage at 37.2% but the highest batting average on balls in play in baseball at 369. They lead the league in batting average at 286, despite being 21st in hard hit percentage. They are getting extremely fortunate on their contact. So teams to possibly buy offensively are the Dodgers and the Royals. Teams to fade offensively are the Rockies, the Reds, the White Sox, and the Phillies, and specifically, I think the Phillies are a team that we may want to attack a little bit more here uh, in the short term. Coming up on VSIN Daily Baseball Bets, my thoughts on the Wednesday card, including a couple of picks for you right here on VSIN's MLB Betting Podcast. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith. When I'm not at my day job, first tape, you can find me in my studio hosting the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and politics. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions on those nauseating cowboy fans, the chaos in Washington, D.C., and trending topics on social media, as well as my straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. And I occasionally give out love advice. Yes, it's true. If you want to know my true feelings about something, I'll give it to you straight. So 
Listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. I'm Hannah Storm, and my podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, digs deep into the history of professional basketball, along with my own as one of the first female sportscasters. Now let's get you up to speed on what else happened around the NBA today. We talked to all sorts of people I interacted with, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley, and recap iconic moments. Yes, he's got it. Here he comes. Ray rocked the baby to sleep and slammed up. As well as some of the wild stories behind the scenes. We were like, what? What are we in for? The scoreboard crashes before we even tip a game off. Today, the NBA is a global sports and entertainment giant. Players are multimillionaires and cultural icons. Iguodala to Curry, back to Iguodala, up for the layup. Oh, blocked by James. LeBron James. And these stories are about how we got here, both on and off the court. And what's next? Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. All right, back here on VSIN Daily Baseball Bets. Rate, review, subscribe, five star reviews. Always very welcomed here on the show. Uh, as I mentioned, a hell of a lot of day games out there in the betting market today. Um, it's tough. I hate day games. Being on the West Coast makes it so much different. When I was living back in Cleveland, you know, the early games weren't so bad. I'd have the article up by, you know, 9 30, 10 o'clock Eastern time. Now I'm getting up about 10 o'clock Pacific time, and that doesn't really give us a whole lot of lead time. But it's very hard to work ahead in Major League Baseball. You get some pitching changes, you know, bullpen usage stuff, uh, you know, lineup changes, all these kinds of things. So I do apologize for that. But honestly, it just comes with the, the territory in Major League Baseball. And, and there's just, to be honest, not a whole lot I can do about it. I mean, you know, I, I get going as quickly as I can with the article and all of that. But, uh, you know, doing the best I can to turn this thing around. And again, as I mentioned at the top of the show, thanks to Steven and Candace, our social media team, everybody for doing the best they can to get the article and the podcast out in short order. I won't uh, spend too much time going through the card here as I usually do, but a couple of things I wanted to mention here off the top are the Mets and Dodgers. So Max Scherzer and the Mets up to as high as minus 140 out there, that line at DraftKings, where again, as I've talked about in the past, they have 20 cent lines up to minus 150. Generally speaking, they're going to have the highest favorite price in the market. So that's one of many reasons why you want to shop around for the best prices here. But the Dodgers are a home dog for the first time since August of 2018. With Noah Syndergaard on the mound, Max Scherzer going for the Mets. Scherzer dealing with some discomfort, had a couple of extra days off, back and side issues. Noah Syndergaard's been kind of all over the place across his three starts. A couple good ones, one bad one. Tough handicap, I think, in a lot of ways, but I mostly just wanted to mention a historical outlier here where the Dodgers, a big, big dog uh, at home. Not a big, big dog, I guess, but a big dog by their standards at home here in this game. Uh, the Braves and the Padres, real quickly on this one, Chuckles Morton for the Braves and Nick Martinez for the Padres. Joe Musgrove returns to the rotation here coming up, I believe, on the 22nd. Uh, looks like maybe Ryan Weathers is the odd man out for now. I think as they can kind of stabilize their rotation, Martinez is the guy that I would take out. But Nick Martinez, really big walk issues as a starter. And going up against the Braves, that's not a good thing because you want to make them earn their way on base because they do swing and miss and strike out a lot. 
I got very close to taking Charlie Morton and the Braves in this game. The Braves are rolling right now. They've won eight in a row. They're looking to go 6-0 and on this road trip. Uh, they're hitting the cover off the ball as they usually do. They're getting good pitching. They're getting good relief work. Still a little bit skeptical of Charlie Morton and, and some of the skill decline that I see in his numbers, and that's one of the reasons why I didn't take Atlanta in that game. Uh, but, of course, for the Padres here, you know, the big story on Thursday will be the return, or the activation, I should say, of Fernando Tatis Jr., who was just mauling AAA pitching. Uh, the, the Padres need an injection of life into that offense, and we'll see if they get it here uh, from the return of Tatis. Moving over to the junior circuit here, the American League. Uh, interesting line move, pretty significant line move in a couple of games here. One I have a play on, one I don't. The one I don't have a play on is the Twins and Red Sox game where Joe Ryan's gotten steamed up into as big as a minus 130 favorite here against Corey Kluber and the Boston Red Sox. For Joe Ryan, the stuff looks just exceptional this season. Added a splitter this year. That's been kind of a separator for him. The biggest thing for Joe Ryan is staying healthy. And I believe I said on a VCN appearance about the Twins at some point that I thought Joe Ryan would be their best starter this year. Uh, Pablo Lopez looks pretty damn good, too, and Sonny Gray has been throwing the ball well also. But Joe Ryan, if he stays healthy, he's taking it to another level with that splitter. I'm not really surprised to see the market fading Corey Kluber here in this one. Uh, but the Twins threw away that game yesterday. You know, they had some errors, uh, some issues behind the plate. That was a winnable game for them, although I was dead wrong about Chris Sale, and, and kudos to Sale for that. Uh, the only thing worse than my handicap was my attempt at a Boston accent uh, when it came to Chris Sale yesterday, but good for him to turn the clock back. I don't think Corey Kluber does turn the clock back in this start, but in terms of the line value that's been lost on that game, I just I couldn't find a way to play it. I want to talk real quickly about the Brewers and the Mariners game. Just because Marco Gonzalez is coming back off the paternity list, which he was added to pretty much just before he was supposed to make his next turn in the rotation. So at this point, Gonzalez hasn't started in about 10 days, 10 or 11 days. That's almost like an injured list stint uh, early on in the year. I really don't like backing pitchers in that context where they're not in rhythm. The last thing you want early in the year is to have a bit of a break. Uh, but Eric Lauer continues to deal with a velocity decrease for the Brewers. He's been hit very hard in his last two starts, even if the results don't completely show it. Uh, he's just giving up a lot of violent contact, and those are guys that I just don't want to back. So that was an interesting handicap, though, because you've got Gonzalez, a pretty big favorite and a growing favorite at that, with people looking to fade Eric Lauer and the Brewers. All right, so I won't spend a whole lot of time on this game because it's going to have started by the podcast, but I did take Martin Perez and the Rangers against the Royals. Brady Singer just doesn't look the same, and Brady Singer is still being treated and bet like he's the same guy, and he's not. If the command comes around in this start and he shuts down the Rangers, so be it. If Martin Perez's mild regression signs show up, it is what it is, but with Brady Singer giving up as much loud contact as he has been, I had to go ahead and take the Rangers in that one. I had a short dog price. Uh, there's still some plus money, even money out there in the market, but that's a game uh, that probably won't be available to too many people. Uh, next game here, I'll actually skip over by rotation number. I'll go to the earlier game, 1237 Pacific, so 337 Eastern first pitch. Justin Steele and Mason Miller at the Oakland Coliseum between the Cubs and the A's. So this is the Major League debut for Mason Miller. 
He's a guy who pitched at Waynesburg University in Division Three. spent one season at Gardner-Webb down in the Big South, which is a Division One program. Um, but this is a guy, massive stuff, tremendous upside in his stuff. He's a big 6'5 right-hander, a guy that, you know, he's missed a lot of bats in the minor leagues. He's got 53 strikeouts in 28 and two-thirds innings at the minor league level, but he only had 306 strikeouts in 239 college innings, a lot of those at Division Three. So the A's have done some good things with him. They've added some velocity. He sits triple digits with the fastball, but he's also not a guy that's going to work deep into games. And Oakland's bullpen is awful. They're the worst bullpen in baseball by F4. They have a 601 ERA, 596 FIP. And the thing about a guy like Miller is in short bursts, he might be great. And there are some questions about repeating his delivery, about his command, all of that. But he's probably going to go four or five innings here. And if the Cubs are ahead, and I think they should be with Justin Steele on the mound, who's been absolutely tremendous so far this season, only allowing three runs on 10 hits in 19 innings with a strikeout per inning. Not only do I think the Cubs are leading when Miller leaves this game, but I think they can add on off of a really bad Oakland bullpen. So the Cubs are a $1.55 favorite on the straight money line, but I took the Cubs run line here, minus one and a half, plus 105 in this game, where I think they can add on off of this bullpen. This is a low-totaled game. That's why you see you know a plus money price on the run line. But I think Steele continues to be really good, and I don't trust anything after Mason Miller. And to be honest with you, I don't know if I trust Mason Miller either in his Major League debut here. So Cubs on the run line, another play for me, minus one and a half, uh, plus 105 in that one. And then lastly, took the over in this Blue Jays and Astros game, Jose Barrios and Luis Garcia. Both of these guys are struggling, and we've seen a good bit of money on Toronto and Barrios here in this start. But this is a guy that he's given up 15 runs on 19 hits and 14 and two thirds. His FIP looks good, though, because he has an 18 to three strikeout to walk ratio. and He's only given up one home run. Here's the problem with FIP and why I've been using FIP a lot less over the last couple of years. We have all this stat cast data now, right? So we know the hard contact that a guy's giving up. We have better indications of a pitcher's command. FIP, which is measured in home runs, strikeouts, walks, and hit by pitches, has no way of knowing the hard contact that a guy's allowing, has no way of knowing what his actual command profile looks like aside from the home runs that he's giving up. So Barrios is a guy that has a big ERA and a much, much lower FIP, and the market's on him today because of that, but he's not getting chases outside the zone. He's getting an abnormally high number of swings and misses inside the zone, which I don't expect to continue. He still has a 503 expected ERA, which is on par with last year's 511 expected ERA. He just gives up too much hard contact, and the Astros are a team that doesn't swing and miss much in the strike zone. So I do not like this matchup for Barrios at all. And for Garcia, it's been ugly to start the year. He's had some bad luck, 381 batting average on balls in play, but He's had to completely revamp his pre-pitch routine because of the pitch clock and because of the rules about box and wind-ups and stuff like that, and he's struggling with that. So I faded him last week with a Rangers first five bet with Martin Perez. That wound up coming through. But Garcia's a guy, he is already 20% of the way to his earned run total in 2021 and 18.5% of the way to his earned run total 
in 2022 after just three starts. Hard hit rate is up. Walk rate is up. Strikeout rate is down. Uh, This is a guy that's just not really comfortable right now. So I took the over nine in this Blue Jays and Astros game that was at minus 110 over at DraftKings. You may find a little bit better in the marketplace, but took the Rangers minus 105, Cubs on the run line minus one and a half plus 105, then the Blue Jays and the Astros over nine in a fade of both Garcia and Barrios, but also I don't really love the Toronto bullpen either. So that's why I took the full game instead of the first five there in that one. I'll be back again with another edition of VSIN Daily Baseball Bets on Thursday. Um, look, you know, I'm doing the best I can to get this out as quickly as possible with the day games. So appreciate your patience and understanding with that. Rate, review, subscribe, five-star reviews, always very helpful. Follow me on Twitter, at Skating Tripods. I've also been posting some cute dog pics at baseball games along with the link to the podcast. So if you don't like the show, you can still give a dog a five-star review because if you don't give a dog a five-star review, you're a cold, heartless SOB because dogs are so much better than people, the greatest creatures, to walk the face of the earth. Anyway, I digress. So with that, I'll be back tomorrow with another edition of VSIN Daily Baseball Bets. I'm your host, Adam Burke. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. We cover the stories behind what's moving money in markets and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters every afternoon. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleh Mosin. And I'm David Gura. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic Gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast.